uh, in recovery, it's sort of like we're suffering from an, a, a, like an extreme, exaggerated mental condition. Yeah? The mind is really sucking up most of our attention and interest. Yeah, Usually consciousness is moving through five gates. Actually, it always is. And then the sixth gate is the mind and its activity. But there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. So consciousness is like, I'm seeing this, I'm feeling this, yeah? Touch, you know, but I'm not, not smelling it or anything like that, but I'm engaged here with consciousness. Consciousness is what's engaged here, conscious contact. <coughs> and then the mind is engaged with mind stuff, yeah? So it's seeing thoughts, and it's sensing feelings and interpreting feelings, yeah? And it's, it's got this inju- incredible, like, uh, playground called time it plays in. So it has this idea of the past, which it really goes into quite a lot, and a lot of then it projects from there to this imaginary future. It used the only time it can be happening is now, you know. But the now isn't um, attended to. Mostly, it's attended. To, what's attended to is there and then. Yeah. So you're thinking about the past, and it's projecting, and you're thinking about a future, which is just the projections from the past. Yeah. So your attention and interest, which is how you have an experience here, you know, your life, conscious contact, and where your interest and attention goes, <clears throat> that uh, experience is sort of drained, and you, you're given an interpretation which makes you feel like you're lacking extremely here, yeah? There's not enough, I'm feeling, you know, and so it takes off this desire or a need to get or, or to fulfill or to desire, you know, to have, or for us it's to get loaded and stuff. Because we're not really here in our own life. We're preoccupied. Our mind is, is trapped in this mental process of there and then. Yeah? So we're taking, so a thought can come and it can take our attention from the most beautiful thing. Let's say we've been working really hard for three years to bring this one event, uh, to fruition and it's going to be happening that day. And there you are, waiting to receive everything you were hoping and expecting from that. And then one thought comes in your head held as yours, and goes, but it's probably not going to be here tomorrow. And now you don't have the attention and interest to meet what you supposedly was working so hard to meet. And you can't embrace that because your interest and attention is enslaved to this giant swinging, like a ball, almost like a hypnotist thing. You know, where I used to put the thing and go, and you'd be going, and then you'd just be tranced out. Well, that's what it's like. The mind's going, but this, what, it was like this, it may, it may or will be like this, and therefore it has a very big influence in how it is now, which is you're not here, in a sense. You're not really present. <clears throat> so only, the only place you can feel the pulse of life is in this moment, and if your hand is not at that pulse, it's going to be grasping for some other stimuli, yes? I gotta get this, I gotta shop, I gotta do that, I gotta try to fill up this feeling, this angst, this urge. And of course, where we're going for the solutions to that feeling or that desire or that irritability, restlessness, and discontentment is the source of the irritability, restlessness, and discontentment. So we're relying on self to try to get out of self in a way. And it says very fundamentally in the community of AA, self can't get out of self. So, and if in, if it's true that it says uh, in the program that we are not people who have problems, we are the problem, you know, which is much different than someone who has a problem. 
So let's say if you are the problem, I don't know if that's it's in the book. I think it is. I hope so. I'm going to assume it is for tonight. So if you are the problem, there really wouldn't be a solution. I mean, some people find a solution, the final solution, which is to kill themselves, but there wouldn't be a solution in a sense, yeah? If you are the problem. So the real, see, this is the beauty of it. It's if you're identified as the problem, then you're going to be living as the problem. But because it's just an act of being identified as a problem, that's the solution. Because if you question the identification, and if you're not that, which is actually the problem, then you can be what? Free from the problem. Yeah. Not as the problem, which is many people are trying to do. They're trying to be free as the problem, which is a form of slavery. Yeah. You see it in spiritual groups, I tell you, I've watched them. They're, they're seeking to get out of self, but they're so bonded to the idea of that they're in self, yeah, that all they're trying to get out of it is just another form of being in it. Yeah? But if you're not, if you are not that which is driving you crazy, then you can be free from that which is driving you crazy. If you are that which is driving you crazy, fuck. You know, basically that that's how I felt. So it led to a point of fuck it. I said fuck it. I'm the problem. I'm just going to get as loaded as I can, as much as I can, until I park, you know, permanently at an institution jail of death, because that's where I was going all the time at the end. Yeah, Delancey Street hospitals, overdoses, jail, like that. And I basically figured I'm just going to stay high until the next time I'm, you know, towed into one of those parking spaces. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the best my mind can come up with. If I'm the problem, yeah. If I'm the problem, let me just deny it and just disassociate as much as fucking possible, yeah? And just stay as loaded as I possibly can. And maybe I'll actually have a little bit of time from the problem. But it doesn't work. It didn't work for me. But if I'm not the problem, hallelujah, because therefore I can be free of it. Free. That's what it says in the program. You will outgrow fear because you actually you grew into fear. You are not fear. You grew into it. It's a sort of a mental state that we're living from, yeah? And therefore, what happens with, with me in uh, recovery is the recovery just diminishes the mental condition, yeah? And so let's say if there was this beautiful vista, but there was a wall in front of it, and where you were located, the wall seemed to be in front of the vista, yeah? And you had tons of stories of how beautiful the vista was, and there was poems written about the vista, but you actually were never seeing the vista, because this big wall was in front of it, it wouldn't translate into an ease and comfort, no matter how much you heard about how beautiful the vista was, you weren't having an intimate experience of it, yeah? Because all you saw was this big wall. So we're not saying we need to build a vista, we're just saying let's question the wall. If, if the wall can be brought down, you have the ability to see if the view, if your vision is, isn't obstructed, you'll see the vista. Yeah? Then you won't, then when you read the big book and it starts talking about what will happen if you get uh, established in this position of reliance on self, you will intimately feel every statement they make because it has happened to you. Yeah? The wall has come down and you actually see the vista. You're in the, you're in the, in the sense of being there now. So it's not about, oh, I've got to find the truth. Let's just see what's the falsehood. Yeah? If the falsehood is, is broken down, the truth will be as obvious as fucking the day. Yeah. 
There will be no need to seek the truth. You'll obviously realize, how can you seek something <coughs> that can't be lost? Yeah. It's totally, totally available. But the wall, and we're staring at the wall, because the wall, everything that's written on the wall, all the thought interpretation, all the feelings being hijacked and interpreted, are somehow about us. And we're obsessed with this idea of being a self. We're holding out to be special and to be right, and to be special, and to be right, yeah? And it's killing us. We're fucking starving on this side of the wall, yeah? So what AA for me did, that wall was a mental condition, it diminishes the mental state. And then another state that's always available at all times can have an influence in what you call your life. Instead of just being so, it can be so, in a sense, as you. You'll feel it, you'll live it, you'll sense it, yeah? Instead of having this belief, oh, all there is is this truth, you'll actually be the living of it. It's much different, much fucking different. So the mental condition, it's like we're obsessed so much with this idea of being a self, which is an idea of a mental process. It's an idea conjured up in the head, reinforced by the thought system, and constantly inferred by the thought system as being you, you know? Tons of advertisements about it as being you. I mean, we're barraged by this incredible chorus of uh, hypnotic trance-like suggestions, you know, all day. And so we fall under that spell, but AA will break, or whatever it is you want to talk, if you're in any kind of thing that's workable, it will diminish the mental state, so another state will, will sort of become more obvious and more influential. That's it. And then, when you have a sense of satisfaction, you won't be seeking satisfaction. Yeah. You'll be seeking to express it, but you won't be seeking to, to acquire it. You won't be trying to achieve it, because you'll realize everything is so fleeting here. But the one constant is me. I'm the one constant in every moment of my life. So why not look there? That's where the real treasure is. It isn't out here. A treasure out here can be moved one place and then moved another place. It can diminish, it can erode, like Jesus said, you know? It'll dust and whatever thing will corrupt everything here, yeah? But the one who's seeking it is what I believe the one who's seeking it is looking for, yeah? I really do. I have a, and it was such a relief when it finally hit, hit. Because then this giant outward searching, looking constantly, even when you seem to be kicking back, you're, you're, you're always moving to the remote, you know. You're always trying to seek, 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 seek. <clears throat> when you realize that ball's put down and you can just chill out, truly chill out, and be exactly where you've always fucking been, finally, it's like a real incredible homecoming. It has a huge effect on you. Yeah. And then some of its byproducts is, is I haven't thought or about alcohol or drugs in 20-something years. Why would I need to? Because um, so what what in, initiated and excited and agitated the system of seeking was the dissatisfaction. That's gone. I'm not dissatisfied anymore. I'm content. So therefore, I'm not busily looking to get more and better and da 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 da. I'm quite happy with the way it is. You know. <laughs> And the point is, I didn't do anything that specifically said, oh, this is how to get that. 
I just did what I was told in recovery, and I and my mind got freed from the encumbrances of constantly manicuring the wall and replacing the bricks and polishing it all up. And my mind was freed from that fucking form of slavery, and it could entertain other possibilities like contentment and like it says, you'll know the you'll know surrender and comprehend uh, the word peace. You'll have a new attitude and a new outlook. You'll have a new freedom and a new happiness. In other words, the way you think freedom would translate here, you'll have a whole new experience of it. And the only way you can ever entertain something new is in a state of I don't know. Because that puts you in a point of finding out. And then you find out what happiness is. Instead of being still holding these old ideas that people put in your head about what happiness looks like. You know, if I have this and I got that, then it should translate into me feeling great. It never worked for me. So you stop trying to, you give up the symbols and the representations and the conceptual little billboards that your head keeps building, and you actually find out what it feels like to be contented. Yeah? You have an intimate sense of it. You know peace and you comprehend the word serenity. And you have a new attitude and a new outlook. Instead of trying to, you know, talk yourself into gratitude, your attitude will be infused with it. You'll just have a better view of things. Yeah? And this is what lasts. An experience comes and goes, but a state is much longer. Yeah? When the mind can find a state of rest, which is when it's finally relying on something that's reliable, which is what it says in the program, it says, why are you in so much fear right now, bro? doesn't state it that way. Why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? He's just described the whole dilemma. So, when I'm in self-reliance, in other words, I'm listening to the thought system with great devotion. I'm believing all of these false evidence that are appearing real. Yeah. They have to be believed to appear real, so I'm participating in the trance. When that's going on, <clears throat> that is producing anxiety. I'm concerned about what's going to happen to me, yeah? That I'm going to lose what I have and not get what I want, and on 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 and on. <clears throat> so, it's not that you're, you have a tendency to be anxious, it's what the mind is relying on. When it's relying on something unreliable, it's, not, it's actually an appropriate reaction would be to be anxious. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm relying on something that's unreliable, like if I'm crossing a, a chasm on a little wooden bridge and it doesn't look too reliable, I think I'm going to be quite anxious as I take each step because it doesn't look like it can hold me up, yeah? So, <laughs> obviously, so you can't get around, you can't become totally at peace when the mind's relying on something that's agitated, that's unreliable, right? You're not going to find stillness if the, if the little bridge across the chasm is shaking and moving. No matter how still you think you are, the bridge is going like this, yeah? So when the mind is resting on a, it's relying on this idea of self, it's trying to get calm, but it's trying to get calm in those like beds, you know, at the cheap hotels where like massage beds, you put a quarter in it. It's trying to find a, a comfortable, still position, but the bed's moving. Yeah? It's not your fault. You can't seem to get really <coughs> at peace and not, and not move. The bed is shaking. Yeah? So the mind, no matter how you try, still seems to be agitated because it's resting on something that's not reliable. 
So we're just shifting that. That's what the program does. It says, all right, world, perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. Instead of trusting something finite, which is this fucking idea of being a self, it's very finite, we're going to trust something infinite. Yeah? That's the, tr- that's the journey of AA. Tell the truth about the dilemma. My, the mind is resting on something that's unreliable, that's provoking all of these consequences and all these reactions, and some of them have calcified and crystallized and become old ideas and old beliefs, and they're like this old frozen frame that I keep putting over every new day. I keep seeing it from the same fucking small point of view, and it's not that satisfying. So I've got to try to get add something to it. Let's do a shot and then up in the throat. So, I mean, it's not enough to put in the arm. It's not fast enough. I want to get right to my fucking heart and brain. Put it here. It doesn't fucking work. It doesn't fucking work. The frame. Yeah, the frame is defining the whole life. Yeah. When the frame is broken... Then the, the, the picture can expand. You won't need to go out, maybe, and try to get and bring something into the picture. Your picture will expand out. You'll become larger here. Yeah? You'll be exactly what you're looking for. And then you can be put to great use. Look at what happens in recovery. I remember when I got in, for years before I was in, I saw no value in my life, none. I was just beating the living hell out of myself up there. Obviously, it was just mine hitting mine about what a fucking loser I was and all the shit I had done. And I had shown no, you know, no gratitude or compassion for years, basically. Of course, I was exaggerating. It wasn't that bad. I was so specially bad up there. But I was pretty, there wasn't much to, it was sort of like a, it just wasn't, it was like a stream you're trying to get gold out of. There was no gold in there. And it wasn't doing much of good. And then I came into recovery and that whole life has been recycled and made into something that has value in, 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 in the seat assignment of being available and helpful to others. Fuck, it's unbelievable. I would never have come up with that. No way my little thought system would have ever come up that by surrendering and giving myself over to the care of something else, that thing, see, you're afraid that you're going to lose your life. It's just taking your life under its care, and, and its way of caring for it is, is clearing up a lot of the fucking static and then giving back, giving it back. Not like fucking alcoholism, is when you surrender your life to that, it just takes and takes and takes and takes and takes. Relationships, your fucking securities, your... All, all the good qualities of you just get drained out like a parasite sucking the host's blood. But in this thing, the, hot, the power we're getting into in AA is when you turn your willing life over to the care of that, it's not, you're not giving it over to it. You're div- giving over your willing life over to the care of it. Yeah? It's going to take care of your life. It's going to allow your life to be unknotted. Yeah? It's going to stabilize places that are fucking chaotic and build a nice foundation. Then it's going to give it back to you. You're going to be the ones living it. Yeah. We had that, I was at a meeting today, and that's, everyone was talking about turning their will and life over to this higher power. But the word care is in there. It's totally different. You're not getting out of the being responsible for you, in a sense. You're going to get a back of life. Yeah? 
And how to continue that process and that flow is just to follow the 12th step, which is to practice these principles in all your affairs. And if you can't do that, limit your affairs, you know, as much as you need to, until you can. And then help other people to achieve sobriety. That's the seed of sun. So you do that, you know. And as long as that's going on, as long as it says, yes, if you perform its works well, this works well, and stay close to him, you can't be far from him. So if you perform his works well, you'll be taken care of. That's the deal. Look on page 63. That's the deal. You have a new employer in your life. If you perform his works well and stay close to him, you'll be taken care of. That's the deal. All right? Now, I put it to the test for 25 years now. I mean, there's no need for a leap of faith. I've been convinced because of the demonstration. Yeah. So you can be freed from the bondage of self. It didn't happen 20 years ago. It wasn't an event. It's an activity, a mental activity right now. That's what's going on. The possibility of being bonded to self is offered almost as much as the solution to it. Yeah. The process of self is being offered in time. The solution is timeless. So that, or it says finite and infinite. Yeah. The finite system's never going to win out against the infinite system. Yeah. So here we are, in time, the, the obsession with self, the activity of obsessing with self is being offered for your mind to get engaged with, and at every moment of that activity is the solution. You're not that. You're that which is seeing that activity. Yeah? You're, not, you're not the product of the activity that makes you feel like you're a person. You're the seeing, you're the awareness of that activity of selfing. Yeah? That you've been, you have been the context of your life the whole time you thought you were an object as in the content of it. All the while you thought you were an action figure running around, you were actually the context, the awareness of it all. Yeah. It's amazing when you let a little bit of that in, how much your, that little action figure will travel a lot lighter here. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't go off too much today. <coughs> ah. Ah. <coughs> the energy goes right to the chest, too. It's amazing. It goes right up, so you've got to be careful. But, uh, because it's just a validation. As at any time I entertain it by sharing it, it just validates itself. It just goes, just blossoms like a fucking instant flower. You know what I mean? Sometimes my soil isn't strong enough to deal with it. But it just goes... Like, yeah, bro. I mean, it's like an instant validation. It's like, it doesn't need to be validated, but it's like a great aha. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? You can just feel it. Once you engage with it, with a little bit of honor, it just, it's just like, almost like a, a happy camper in there. It just gives a big smile, and you get to be this, you get the sense of that, you know? hasn't failed for 20 years I've been doing these talks or so. Never failed. Once I put my once I put my seat in the chair and was willing to share this possibility, the possibility just fucking echoed constantly in me as being so. Ever since. You know, I didn't want to do it. I don't like I was because of my I was so uh, engaged in saving my face, you know, because that's what happens in AA. They say you've got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face, but I had I had 
misdiagnosed, I thought my face was my ass. Yeah? So the image, I thought, I can't handle people disapproving of me, so I'm going to just play it small, be a company person, and not say anything outside the platform. But then this thing just said, fuck it, man. I'm just going for it. Because this rally, this is what's worked for me. Yeah? This was, this was the illuminating factor that all of that stuff that I was doing was, in, was allowing to become the most obvious thing in my life. Yeah? Just to have the, the walls broken down without the vista, what's the fucking point? Yeah? Just to be working on the walls and, have, and be able to say I have 30 years, meaning I have 30 less bricks or something, what's the point if there's no light? You know? There's no point to it. You want freedom. That's what, that's the whole, the point of the program for me. Isn't a way to manage my life, but it's freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah. So if you look at the first step, look at the second part of it. It's really, to me, is the most important because that's the activity of the disease of alcoholism right now in your life. You're not drinking tonight. But your mind is definitely fucking managing. Yeah? It's working overtime to kind of... It's managing, 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 attempting to control. Yet, it's based on this... It's a fear-based system because it knows it's not managerial quality. It knows deeply. It doesn't know what the fuck's really going on. But it won't admit that. So it just keeps trying to tell you what's going on. This is what's really happening. How many times I've been proven wrong in my life when I thought, I know what you're thinking. No, I fucking don't. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know? It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And you can't even tell what's going on in your body, you know? I can't tell a cold between a flu and a cold. I mean, yet I've been obsessed with this for 60-something years, but I can't seem to even tell what's going on in it. I mean, you've got to realize what we're relying on is totally unreliable. Yeah. It's like a dead horse. It's time to get up and get onto a live one. Yeah. <laughs> Even the dead horse has the recording. You know, it sounds like it's galloping, but it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? It's a, I'm a real horse. I'm a real horse. It's like a voice box, but it's not really. It's a dead system. Yeah. It's fucking failed us miserably. It really has. And the thing is, it wasn't a one-time mistake. It's a failed system. That's exactly what it's going to do, is fail you. Yeah? Just like what happens when you think someone's going to save you, or a job's going to save you, and then you get a call at the last minute that you don't get the job. You're crestfallen, crestfallen, right? You put so much attention and interest, and that's going to save me, and then it's pulled out from underneath you. That's, that's, an ex- that's an exhibition of a failed system. When your head has tons of excuses and rationalizations and blame, what is that but a failed system? If a, failed, if a system that worked delivered the goods, would you need excuses why it didn't? If a, failed, if a true system delivered the goods, would you need rationalizations why it didn't? If a true system delivered the goods, would you need to blame others for why it's not working? Yeah. This is like the exhaust. Rationalizations and excuses and blame are like the exhaust of a failed system. It's just 
it's it's running on one cylinder, and it's just polluting your fucking life. You're getting choked on it, and you get the only thing you can go for is to be right and alone and special. So I don't know, bro. I hope you get. I hope you just stick with this thing. Give it some time, because the program of recovery will definitely stabilize you at least. Yeah. So the mind has a chance. Because the principles of AA will override the agitation of the system. If you just rely on the principles, they'll outweigh the, the, the agitation of the system. Yeah? And then, when the mind gets a little settled, then it can open up to whole new possibilities, like realizing it's the source of its own peace. You know? yeah. And then, the seeking, there are all the different levels of seeking, and this amazing amount of them will just be stripped down and you'll get to the real one. Not the real one, there's a lot of them. But they'll get stripped down and, and then finally you'll find peace of mind and you'll be able to enjoy it. Yeah? It's an amazing transformation from a, a total cocaine addict to chilled, being chilled out. Yeah. I mean, I was relentless out there. People, even coke dealers didn't even want me to go in their house. I had to send my girlfriend in to get in because I was too intense for them. Yeah, and people just could not handle me. I was like a missile. I had to get that stuff because I needed to get out of self. And I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow to get out of it today. Yet none of those trajectories ever got me out of self. They were just an orbit back into self. Yeah? I'd go high, but I'd never break through the ceiling, and I'd end up back in worse circumstances and feeling fucking worse. It was just this insane loop. Yeah? This insane loop. And that's been put a stop to. The mind was uh, rearranged, reconfigured, and now it can know peace and comprehend serenity, and it can enjoy peace of mind. All these qualities I feel like I had when I was young, when I was a kid, have come back. They were always there, but some system was overriding them for quite a while. Now that system has been subdued by a power greater than it. Yeah, that's what we're involved here with. So, my conclusion when I was about 11 years sober was that the problem was an obsession with self. It wasn't that. Obsession with self, which is the activity of a mind identified as self. Because the identification has to be reinserted and reasserted and reinforced all the time. So what better than a thought system based on self to reinforce the identification of self, yeah? So every time I listen to a thought and break it open with the language that I'm, my mind is conceptualized in, it always infers or assumes or implies that there's a self, that there's a Paul, that there's a noun. So if I'm listening to that station all day, I'm going to take myself to be what it's talking about, yeah? This me. 
And the funny thing is, we all have the same station. Like I like to say, it's called Unclear Channel, you know, that system. Clear Channel. It's a giant corporation. We all have the same same radio station, but its effects, if we listen to it with ignorance, its effects is you think you're special, and I think I'm special. I think there's only one K-Paul, and only with one with one audience, me, and you think there's only one K-Dev, and yet it's all the same. It's all the same. The only difference is nouns. It's all the same fucking shit going on. Yeah? <coughs> That's what happens when you go to AA meetings. You go in the meeting and you listen to people share, and you have to come to the conclusion, how did these people get my thoughts? You know? What? They can't, maybe they're not mine. You know, and then you start getting a clue that people are feeling like I feel... They're thinking, seemingly like I think. They're reacting to life. I react to life. Maybe this isn't mine. Maybe this is like a foreign installment. Yeah? And then we're all suffering from the same foreign installment. So when we share what it's like to live under that yoke of that foreign installment, we identify with it. Because I definitely don't identify with who you are, but I do identify with what's taking you over. Yeah? That was a big distinction. I don't identify with a lot of people in the program, as people, obviously. But I do identify with what's taking them over, because the same installment took me over, seemingly, yeah? So you get a clue. Once that that feeling of terminal uniqueness is broken, then the gig's over, really. That shell opens up, your mind's sort of let out, and then everything can start opening up, yeah? Because if you feel like there's only one you, that's the epitome or the... That's like the the vortex of self-centeredness. That you're so special, no one thinks like you, no one feels like you, no one does what you've done. That's like the the, the apex of obsession with self, to think you're that special. You know what I mean? It's like sucking it into this little rock-hard little... uh, It's like being in that oyster and that's the fucking distorted pearl it's made. Yeah, it's all bogus. Go to meetings and listen to people. And you'll hear them thinking just like you and feeling just like you and doing things just like you. Yeah, it's all baloney. This is all the mind reinforcing an idea, the idea of being a self. Yeah? We're being, we have become bonded to that idea, and now it's just riffing like on John Coltrane and going into some really neurotic states. You know, people are fucking eating their own tail. Their mind is, they go home and they think about things incessantly, and they're like eating themselves. It's fucking unbelievable. And it doesn't seem to stop. You can't stop it, it seems. Yeah, It's just voracious. <clears throat> but there is a solution. That's the good news. So first you admit it. As deeply as you can, you are the problem, and then hopefully for you it will be revealed, you know what, you're actually not the problem. But if you keep denying you're the problem, you'll be living as that problem every fucking day. But if you really let it come to roost, you know, I am a fucking asshole. I am a drug addict. I took, I didn't give a shit about my mother or anyone else. I took from everyone I met, and I would take from them unless they could physically stop me. And you let it all come down. And then you real, and as soon as it becomes as real as it can be, it shows itself to be unreal. You're actually not that. Yeah, that's the good news. But if you try to mentally deny it, it won't work. Yeah. So AA allowed all that stuff to finally come home the roost. Did my inventories, made my amends to people, 
<coughs> faced up with things I would have said I would never have faced up to. Did all that, and all of that, all those, all those bricks in that wall just were dismantled, yeah? And then more and more, the vista, the sunlight of the Spirit just kept coming in. And then after a while, there was no obstruction to the sunlight of the Spirit. I realized I am that sunlight of the Spirit. I'm not someone behind the wall that needs to have it broken down. It appeared to be so, so it had to appear to be broken down. But there was no actual need for it, because I am that light. I've never not been, nor will I ever not be. Yeah? That has a good impact on you. (laughs) It'll allow you to live Rule 62, which is don't take yourself so seriously. (laughs) You can't take the self more seriously than thinking it's you. (laughs) You can't do it. That's the epitome of being obsessed with self. <laughs> you think an obsession is bad, identification's much farther. <laughs> That's way down the road. Obsessions, in a state of identification, you can't have tons of obsessions. I mean, obsessions don't even get close to identification. Yeah? And where most of us are starting from the point of identification, trying to deal with the obsessions we have, trying to get out of the identification, as the identification. Yeah? <laughs> it's fucking incredible. We're trying to see, hey, you're not that. Yeah? Then you'll see the obsessions that you seem to have had will change. Because it wasn't the obsessions, it was the you having them. The you having them is the dilemma, not the obsessions. They'll, dis- they'll disengage. <clears throat> when you lose interest in the you, you won't believe what will happen to your behavior and other shit. And then you'll realize, Jesus Christ, it was the you, this idea of being Paul that was... Uh, <coughs> expressing itself in all of these activities, those things that... You and I give everything the meaning it has. That's what happens. So, If you have a lot of problems in your life, maybe you should look at the you that's having them. Because the you is probably giving them most of the meaning. Yeah, The you, that idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. What, however your little belief system is structured around the idea of being you, if you're not good nor will you ever be good, that you've done certain things called mortal sins that you can never get back on, you're never going to get released from this court uh, conviction in your own head, what you're, all, you're seeking probation will never be, will never be fulfilled. All of that stuff is all obsession with self. All of it. All of the fucking activity. This thing is like taking all that up and bringing it to a court of light and you're annulled. All your convictions are dismissed. Yes? It's like nothing ever fucking happened. You can't change what's unchangeable. You can't change your own nature. And your nature is not of body nor of mental process. I would say it's more of an awareness. So... You feel anything right now? I hope so. Do you? Shit. I just it's like I'm always wondering because I know I'm going getting a little nuclear reactor went on. 
Like it says in the tradition too of the program, there's a loving God, and it's just a just to signify something that can't be signified, let's say you've got the word God. But there's a loving God <coughs> that's expressing itself through our group conscience. Yeah. That's the possibility of when we get together. That's all the seeming separation can sort of get weakened. And then the, the sense of one mind is like a magnifying glass. And what isn't obvious to us most of the day can become really obvious. You can sense the presence of a higher power. Yeah? You'll sense some, You'll sense it. And I'll tell you, that's what you really will have been looking for, I would imagine. Because it is totally reliable. It's always there. Always available at all times. With no requirement necessary to meet it. Once the mind comes out of the ass of self, it's, it's obvious. It may go back up the ass thinking it forgot something there, but hopefully after a while it'll give up that fucking journey to nowhere. Because there's nothing up there but shit. <laughs> no one's got left behind. <coughs> no, none of that. See, if it ain't you, you'll walk away from it. But if it's you, if it starts calling you, you'll go back and then you'll be bonded again to the idea of being a self. You won't be bonded, but there'll be a bonding. Yes. Everything is just an appearance here. Nothing is actually so. So there can be appearing, there can be a, an appearance of bondage. There can't be bondage. That's the good news, yeah? But it can sure, surely seem to be so. Yeah. So we're not working on that the fact, we're not trying to break a real bondage, we're just saying it's an imaginary bondage, yeah? <coughs> because we don't want to talk about what it's like to be unbonded, because that will become another form of bondage to you, because you'll think, well, I'm not there, and you'll bond yourself to the idea that I'm fucking even worse off than I thought I was, because I could be that, yeah? <coughs> this way <coughs> is we're questioning, are you bonded to begin with? If you're not bonded, then there's no need to be unbonded. And that's the experience of being unbonded. And when, there, when there's no need to be unbonded, you now experience it being unbonded. Yeah? Sweet. So, but while you're fucked, seemingly fucked, that's the program. That's what it's there for. Program is not to produce a spiritual condition. You already are a spiritual condition. It's to diminish a mental condition. That's what it's there for, really. Is to, to diminish the ailment so that the permanent solution becomes obvious to you. And then what, when, from the solution's point of view, you realize the ailment was imaginary. It was truly false evidence appearing real, which is imaginary. <coughs> from the solution's point of view, the problem is imaginary. So therefore, if it's truly imaginary, then there's actually no need for a solution. That's a great solution. Yeah. So just as it is, just right now, freedom rings. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. So, that's it for tonight, I think. <coughs> Any questions? It's, if this is too much, forget all about it. Just sense the feeling of the room. Yeah. You don't get into it. because it's, But just, if you read page 62, 63, yeah, read that. State where it talks about uh, the main principle of AA is to, is to 
to turn one's will and life over to the care of a higher power. Yeah? <clears throat> but it says, first, before that, there's got to be a quit playing God. That's the disease of alcoholism. The selfing is playing God. Yeah? So you just start telling the truth about what's playing God. Yeah? When you realize I'm not that which is playing God, that's really an incredible third step. Yeah? Then when you get established in the third step, all this stuff is going to start happening. You'll feel a new power flow in. You'll sense a conscious presence. You'll learn that you can face life successfully. You'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. These are some of the effects of when the mind shifts out of self into a center of not-self. You know? yeah. So just take care of yourself in the beginning. Do, don't use thought or feeling. Put actions first. Just do the fucking program. Yeah? Yeah. Because disease is a mental disease, so the mind can't get out of mind. Yeah? So you can't use mind at the beginning. You've got to use action. Take physical actions, get commitments, go to meetings, help people, share. <clears throat> then the physical actions lead you to other places. Yeah. But first physical actions, and then if the shit hits the fan, always go back to physical actions. Just go to a meeting, keep your commitments, say hello to a newcomer. Don't get into philosophy. Don't get into, I shouldn't be this fucked up at 25 years. None of that bullshit. Don't even try to engage with that. Just go do work action. Yeah, just go help someone else. Take a walk, do whatever. <clears throat> when it's all right, then your mind can free range. Yeah, you're just entertaining. Then if shit hits a fan again, go right back to the same process you used the first year you were so. It's totally, they're based on, a program is based on a set of principles that are sound. They they stand they withstand the change of time. Yeah, principles hover above consequential level. Yeah, they're not into they're not affected by the consequential level. A principle will be good eight years ago and it's still good today. Yes, it has a longevity to it. So the program is based on a set of principles. So we allow those principles to sort of override the consequential activity. So how oh, I don't feel like it today or. I'm terrible. Yesterday I felt like I was a great person. Now I'm a really terrible person. The principles will override all that activity. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat>